What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What up, what up? This is your boy, ATH. This is the undisputed Burger King, Steve Burger. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Bobby Fish, one half of Red Dragon. This is the Hitbox, Red Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast on ROHWorld.com? They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the grand return of ROH Cast. This is technically episode 119, as 118 was recorded last week or two weeks ago. Whenever it was, and it's been lost in the ether forever. So I'm going to go with this as 119 to confuse everyone. My name is Harry. I am the web designer and co-owner of ROHWorld.com. And I'm here with the other member of the ROH cast, A-Team. He is the American Bearded Nightmare podcast's worst nightmare, John. This is the A-Team, right? That is true. We are the A-Team. Then why did everything go so wrong the other week? I, well, the only person we can possibly blame is Duff Pant Steven, with his yeah, another cyber attack on the podcast. It is it is past disgusting at this point. This has become a blood feud at this point. He's, he's just taking things too far. He's destroying our livelihood. He's ruining he, the podcast for people who have been waiting since uh, for about four or five weeks for a new show, and Stuff Pant Steven just ruins it. He has taken this too far. He is the Hatfield to our McCoys at I, this point. I have done our best to reinforce the strongest firewalls ever on this recording and all the antivirus software you can possibly imagine and security guards around the studio to keep Stephen and his scum away from this. So hopefully everything will go okay this week. We can only hope. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we want to kick things off by apologizing for the lack of podcasts of the late. I think the last one was, was it the award show when I was here? Well, I believe uh, it was the award show, yes. It's been about three, four weeks it's now. Been four, four weeks to the day, actually, since our last podcast. So I would like to apologize for that. Um, there was some scheduling issues with Team America. John and Dad are trying to get a time where they could both um, do the podcast. And uh, me, as I said, me and John tried to record one failed miserably the recording cut off halfway through so we didn't release that one but here we are today john last day of january two episodes in a month that's the lowest i think it's ever been of the roh cast uh, well what about what about the time you told us to enjoy may <laughs> i don't remember that yes the, uh, i think finals were coming up we didn't have time so we recorded like one episode in may and then instead of saying we'll see you next month you just go enjoy may <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like something I'd say. So yeah, uh, yeah. So hopefully, well, I was going to say going forward they'll be more regular, but I'm sure many of you have heard the news. On it was uh, recently posted on Twitter and Facebook page is that for the first time in in three years it'll be three weeks next Saturday that ROHWorld.com will have been around. That me and Stephen co-founded it in. February 8th, 2011, and John, I believe you joined in March, so it's been almost three years for both of us, and, uh, you know, Stephen's left, um, I'm at a point now where I'm working full-time, so I don't really have the time to commit to this website, and neither do you, John, as well, so it, for the first time, 
I am considering selling the website to uh, a new owner, some investors, you might say. Um, this is not a stupid storyline. We've had invest storylines before on this podcast, but <laughs> this is totally legit. Um, this, is a, this is an MVP coming in. No, this is not MVP or anyone like that. Um, so basically, I'm considering selling it. I don't have a price in mind. All I'm thinking about is if someone makes the right offer that is good financially and also that they have a not a proposal but they have a good plan for what they want to do with the website you know it's got to be someone that that is passionate about ring of honor has that same passion and enthusiasm that i had three years ago for ring of honor when i set up the site which i keyword had (laughs) yeah i don't have it anymore i've watched it in ages um but um, yeah so i'm looking for someone who has that level of enthusiasm i had but not only have they got to be passionate about Ring of Honor, they've also got to have the right background to be able to run such a website, keep the forum up to date, keep the website going, fix any technical issues. Because if I sell it to someone, I'm I'm completely hands off. You know, I could be like Kerry Silk and be ambassador or something, but you know, it's nothing to do with me if something goes wrong. Um, so I just want to find someone who's got a good a good background, a good probably a group of people. I don't think one man could do this by themselves unless they were unemployed and had all the time in the world. Um, so yeah, I'm looking for the right offer and the right person. So first of all, there's no need to worry. I'm not just going to sell it to the first person who just makes, says, I'll give you X for the website and just give it to them because you don't know what they're going to do with the site. I'm going to try and find someone who is suitable and properly consider it. I'll talk it out with John. I'll talk it out with Stephen and we'll figure out if we are going to sell it, who we sell it to and if, if the offer is right for everyone. And, and that when we say everyone, that does include the fans and the listeners as well because I don't want to have this website that I've spent three years on and all this time um, just go down the toilet because someone cocks it up. So it will definitely go into consideration who we do and if we do sell it. So uh, there is no need to worry if um, no one makes an offer, no one suitable makes an offer, should I say. The, web- the website will essentially continue as is. You'll notice that as mine and John and, and Stephen leaving, and mine and John's time have available for the site is reduced we've sort of reduced the content the website has there's no news there's no reviews all we kept doing was forum results and podcasts they were sort of the only three pillars we've got we had um going forward while i'm still the owner that we're not going to be doing results anymore you can still find those on the forum um the podcast is up in the air at the moment we'd like to keep it going um i wouldn't be surprised if it's less frequent but I don't want to confirm or deny anything about the podcast at, at this point, but the forum will 100% not change. We're not going to remove it. We're not going to do anything with that. So the forum will stay. Results are gone. The podcast, stay tuned for information. So that's it. But obviously, if someone does purchase it, that's entirely up to them where they take each individual segment of the site. So um, I think that's everything. And oh, and there seems to be concern that from a couple of people, it's not a financial issue. The website is actually surprisingly profitable. So, and I'm in, I'm luckily in a good place financially because of my new job now. So it's not a financial issue. I don't need help financially with the website. It's a matter of, I don't have time for it anymore. I don't want to, I can either just leave it going. It's just the forum with occasional podcasts or give it to someone to perhaps take it to where we envisioned it and where it was sort of mid last year or early last year with all the news and the results and things. So, um, but that, that be, but that being said, even if though we're not in financial troubles, if you want to give us money, we'll gladly accept it. <laughs> sure. 
Um, so I think that covers everything with the sale. I know some people were concerned, thinking, "Oh, it's, 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 it's we're doomed. Like it's the worst week in wrestling ever with the Rumble and Punk, and, all, <laughs> and, and now the web, the, the forum's going to close down." So. There's no need to worry about that. The forum will stay unless the new buyer just comes in and changes it to who knows what they could do. So they could lo- they could turn heel. Someone could say they got this great plan and just do an SBG on us and hire Greg the Office Boys and run it. So who knows? We should make a rule that we won't sell it to anybody named Greg just to make yes. sure it won't happen. Yes. So exactly. sorry, Greg. <laughs> um. So I think that's everything regarding the, the possible sale of the website. So nothing to worry about in terms of the forum, but podcast, stay tuned. I think that covers it, John. Do you have anything to add about this this potential sale or the, the podcast going forward? Because I sort of retired from this podcast uh, a little while ago. I'll come back for these special shows like this. But you've been sort of the mainstay of it all the way. Do you want to add anything? or? Uh, it's just that in the next few weeks I'll be going more full time at my job as well and I'm not sure if I'll have the time to mm. do this podcast as well as my other job so I will try to honor my commitments here as well as I can but I can't make any promises on how available I will be going forward for yeah. the weekly podcast that everyone has become accustomed to yeah I mean the podcast may become fortnightly or, or sort of based around shows so when there's something to talk about then there's a show as opposed to being weekly or we may just find new people we, we could have people who volunteer to do the podcast do it weekly and then me john dead's dropping in out when we have the time and the rh cast name could keep going that way so we're going to do our best to keep the podcast going but you'll have to stay tuned for before anything's finalized so i think after about what's that going to be about half an hour we can actually get into the proper show now <laughs> That's what it seems like, yeah. So, uh, are you going to kick things off with results from Wrestling's Finest in Pittsburgh? Absolutely. Is it Pittsburgh? If I nailed that, I'm impressed. It is Pittsburgh. Yes. Yes, uh, Ring of Honor returned to Pittsburgh on uh, January 25th, last Saturday, the day before the wrestling world started hating everything wrestling. (laughs) And uh, it was a pretty good show on paper, and uh, I guess here are the results. The show immediately got worse. Because Paul London was scheduled to uh, face Roderick Strong, no, face Cedric Alexander, but Paul London was unable to make the show because of flight issues. I thought he said fight issues at first. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, flight issues. Okay, okay. Uh, The show got underway with the decade of BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs defeating Adrenaline Rush uh, when they pinned ACH with a Dominator and Running Low Ace Crusher combination. I'm surprised you didn't have anything to say about ACH taking the pin. <laughs> Why do I not? Well, I mean, people usually think that the person who takes the pin is getting is getting like the worst of everything, oh, and we always we always want to see how ACH elevated. We do, but um, see, I'm struggling here because we recorded episode one one eight, and I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I've got to remember that no one heard any of that, and. This obviously confirms what I was thinking. B.J. Whitmer is now an actual tag team wrestler of part of the decade. He's not the manager as I first expected. Yeah, I believe, yeah. I think everything about the severity of his injury was played up more than it needed to be. To to benefit Michael Bennett. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> moving on with the results. Exaggerating things in wrestling. Who would have ever thought? I know. Uh, the top things up. 
Exactly. The Top Prospects Tournament Finals. Hansen defeated Raymond Rowe with a standing spinning heel kick to earn a TV title shot. Yeah, I have nothing to add on this. This is going to be the worst podcast ever, McCall. Well, just wait. We, we have some good stuff coming up after this match. Mike Bennett defeated the Michael. romantic... Michael. No, okay. Michael Bennett defeated the romantic touch with the Anaconda Vice. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Why does he keep doing, like, CM Punk stuff? Um, well, Veda Scott was on commentary... And Maria said she taught Mike that move in the bedroom. Like, why do they make CM Punk references? When he used to, you know what, Maria, why would Bennett want reminders? <laughs> I have no idea. But at least he's running with it, you know? Oh, God. Uh, Truth Martini comes out to talk to Matt Taven, and uh, he is joined by Scarlet and Silesia. Uh, Truth calls Scarlet and Silesia useless and sends them to the back. And Truth says the hoopla is dead. <gasps> that, that's terrible. Taven says he's outgrown Truth. If the hoopla is dead, Truth needs to hit the road too. And Martini obliges. What does this mean? It means that the world has become a darker place. No more. There's not going to be a sequel to Night of Hoopla, apparently. Oh god, no. Well, that's that's it. I'm glad I've just given up with Ring of Honor now because there's no Night of Hoopla. That, they just took it too far. That just after Night of Hoopla won the ROHL.com Show of the Year for 2012, they're like, right, we're not doing another one of those. <laughs> it was too successful. <laughs> well, the show continued with uh, Tommaso Ciampa defending his newly won TV title against Jay Lethal and Matt Taven. Mm. Ciampa pinned Taven with the Project Ciampa. That should be good. Uh, yeah, that was after uh, Martini, it says, distracted him and pulled his leg. I'm assuming he distracted Taven. Yes. Not uh, Lethal. <laughs> yeah, Lethal had the visual pin, but the ref was busy with Martini. Uh. Lethal and Ciampa had words for each other after the match. Oh, so, going to start that feud again, Lethal. Yes, it was coming for him. Um, uh, I just I thought I didn't know he was still using the Project Champer. I thought he had moved on to more. Because I remember when I used to listen to you and Des do the podcast, he seemed to be getting a lot of submission victories. Yeah, he introduced a new submission, the psychopath stretch, the Sicilian stretch, or something like that. Right. And he was getting wins like that, but I don't think it is being built up to be his main finishing move. Okay. I think he's, I think that's like his secondary finisher and yeah, yeah. minor matches so he doesn't always throw out the Project Champa because that has to kill his knees. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And the show continued with Cedric Alexander defeating Andrew Everett with a belly-to-back suplex into a backbreaker. That move sounds crazy. I, don't, I can't even visualize what that's going to look like. What? Belly to... A uh, belly-to-back suplex into a backbreaker. It's one you've got to see to believe, I think. Well, well it, 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 that might be two separate moves. It might have been a combination. I might not put <laughs> them up and hit a backbreaker like I was envisioning. I was going to say, you're just inventing these impossible moves. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this was said on, on our forum to be the match of the night up to this point. Wow. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that based on the talent in this match. Uh, the show continued with Kevin Steen defeating Kyle O'Reilly. Via submission with the sharpshooter. 
I find okay. that kind of odd. And uh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, Cliff Compton tried to distract uh, Kevin Steen from the crowd. Uh, Steen tells Compton that he better thank Colt Cabana for putting him on his podcast and making him relevant. <laughs> Compton jumped the rail, and uh, Steen and Compton got into a brawl, and they even fight off officials to keep it going. Steen hits the F sink on the floor, and then Compton puts Steen through a table with the Superfly Splash. Okay. And in the main event is an elimination match. Uh, Adam Cole and Matt Hardy versus Chris Hero and Michael Elgin versus the Briscoe Brothers. Wow. And uh, Hero ended up getting the pin on Cole with the rolling elbow to the back of the head, thus earning a future Ring of Honor world title shot. And in the news in a little bit, we'll have information on when that title shot is taking place. And after the match, Hardy attacked Hero. There we go. So that wraps up uh, wrestling's finest. So is this going to be shown on TV? Is it available on video on demand? Um, you were asking me questions I don't know the answer to. Well, there we go. That is the kind of information you get on the <laughs> ROH cast here <laughs> by ROHworld.com, the number, <laughs> number one source of Ring of Honor news. We can't even tell you if a show is on video on demand. So you, I'm sure you can head them over to our forum and the, the the community on there will have all the information for you. We can only hope so. God, this is dreadful. Moving on, John, what's up? What's up next? Uh, we got news, and we got quite a bit of news this week. Here we go. So just pretend you had the news music flowing through your head for this. <laughs> That actually kind of started off sounding like the real Americans theme. <laughs> Go ahead, John. I might just keep it like that. Go ahead. <laughs> Matt Hardy and Reppy Sky were arrested on New Year's and were booked for assault and battery. They were uh, released on bail, but this is not a good start to Matt Hardy's second run in the company. Oh, dear. It's always something with the Hardys. Hardys There's always too. something with the Hardys, and now they're dr- okay. dragging Reppy Sky down with them. <laughs> Oh dear. He's taken that heel gimmick too far, I think. I believe he is. And I saw on the forum somebody asked, speculating why they got in a fight. And remember that promo Matt Hardy did where he was like bathing in the money? <laughs> they uh, he, they said Reddy's guy got mad because she realized that's all the money he had. <laughs> just in a bathtub. Yeah, just in a bathtub. Um, The American Wolves are now part of TNA Impact Wrestling. Wow. They have been playing a major role in the uh, newest version of the investor storyline that company is running. And uh, in case you haven't, in case you want it spoiled for you, MVP was revealed as the investor on the most recent episode of TNA Impact. Right here in Scotland, it was John. Right there in jolly old Scotland. I'm yeah, not it sure. Was. About uh, this jolly. It is quite jolly. Um... Yeah, I, I think, once again, we talked about this on 118, but it was lost. So, from what I can remember, we, we've been talking about the Wolves leaving for quite a while last year, even when Stuff Pants Stephen was still around. We used to talk about it then. So, it's something we've, we've known about for a long time. And it is a bit of a shame that Davey, didn't, Davey and Eddie as a team didn't get a proper send-off with all the shenanigans of Davey being pulled off Final Battle. So, um, they are such a great talent. I would have personally preferred to see them on NXT and then move on to WWE, but obviously that didn't work out, so all the best to, to 
to both of them, and hopefully they do, do succeed in TNA. Absolutely. I hope they make a, a, no pun intended, a major impact over in TNA. There we it's, go. Always, it's, it's always cool to see people you followed for a long time get their big break on yeah. a big stage like this. So I'm excited to see where they can go. It still amazes me sometimes when guys like Tyler Black, and Brian Danielson, CM Punk, when you see where they are now, it, it, it still baffles me sometimes. So it, I, am, it, I am amazed by Tyler Black's success in the WWE. I knew he was a good wrestler. And I always liked him, but I never thought he would be this successful. Yeah, he was, I think he made an event in the first Ring of Honor pay-per-view I watched. Um, and just see where he is now, it, it's incredible. So hopefully the Wolves can have some sort of similar success in TNA. Absolutely. Well, speaking of wrestlers who are still in Ring of Honor. <laughs> there's, there's still some left. <laughs> there's still a few left. They are being booked in the upcoming State of the Art show. February eighth in San Antonio, and that and the card is for that is really coming together. State of the art is the last word I would use to describe anything Ring of Honor do. With our state of the art standard definition cameras <laughs> from two thousand one. Honestly, is try to think of a better or a worse show name than State of the Art. Uh. Like when you hear state of the, when you hear state of the art, you don't think of professional wrestling. You think like technology and and high tech and things like that, which is not what Ring of Honor are. So let's let's rename this show, shall we? Where is it set? San Antonio. Huh. Last what was it? What was the uh, Texas show names when they were there last year? Uh, in the heart of it was Honor in the heart of Texas. Was that the Hasmania show? No, that was like three years ago. Oh, God, see, it's all blurring into one. Um, oh, let's, let's run through the card real quick, and then we'll try to come up with a name after. All right, because state of the art is, is terrible. Uh, there's a uh, proving ground match as Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions Red Dragon take on Adrenaline Rush for it seems like the 10,000th time. What the hell is going on with this tag division? Who, who are they? Who's in this tag division, John? Red Dragon. Adrenaline Rush. Uh, the Briscoes. Briscoes don't count anymore. I mean, they had a tag. They were in the tag match. That yeah, made it. but so were Michael Elgin and, and Hero. That's true. They're not a tag um, team. Brutal Burgers. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, Cheeseburger, but I don't know about that. Um. Oh, well, the, I suppose we've got the Hooligans coming back as Supercard, and the Young Bucks now and again. But in terms of consistent basis, hmm. Struggling a bit there, aren't they? Ring of Honor, instead of doing the top prospects tournament for the TV title, they should have brought in tag teams and done it for a tag team. Yeah, title. whatever happened to um, Team Murder Death Kill from, what was that, Showdown the Sun? We saw yeah. them like once, and they were really good. They were really good. I don't know. They just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Hmm. Anyways, moving on. There's a four-corner survival match. As Ring of Honor World TV Champion Tommaso Ciampa takes on Michael Elgin, Jay Lethal, and Kevin Steen. Hmm. That should be really good. Yeah, that should be good. And in the main event, I'm surprised they're doing this on this show. This is what I believe was both of our 12th anniversary show predictions main event. For the Real World Championship, self-proclaimed World World Real World Champion. Hey. Takes on Ring of Honor World Champion Adam Cole. And what, what is that for? 
I, it's for the real world championship. So I'm not sure if Adam Cole's belt is on the line or not. <laughs> we it definitely is. Okay, so we, we I believe we this is this is once again we talked about this last week or two weeks ago and it was deleted. We both speculated that Cole will defeat Joe Briscoe in some sort of unification match and then throw the belt in a lake or in the bin or some sort of stereotypical belt destruction ceremony. So yeah, I can see Adam Cole winning here and getting rid of that silly fake belt. But it seems weird they're they're doing it on this show. They obviously have something bigger planned for for Cole at the anniversary. Well speaking I mean, of I mean, I mean to be honest, John, there are no eye pay per views anymore. What is the difference between state of the art and well twelfth anniversary is a bad example. But about another, anniversary shows like one of the cornerstones. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean, what is the difference between this and what would be an eye pay per view show? There, it, it's yeah. I guess just I guess just the name value. That's literally it. I mean, but have you thought of a better name for state of the art other so than we've, we've, the art? That is all the matches that have been announced so far. Uh, I mean, this is my job. I'm not good at this marketing. I'm not, we need the guy who came up with stuff like hostage crisis, hostage crisis, and and um, death before this on XI11 state of emergency. And do you remember when all the pay per views had a tagline? Yes, wasn't there one for Final Battle that year as well? Doomsday, was it? Doomsday, yes. So, like, we need... Does it need a tagline, or should it be state-of-the-art something? State-of-the-art... Showdown. <laughs> the Lone Star State Showdown. Damn it, that'll do. That will, yeah. So we'll, be, we'll have the full results for the Lone Star State Showdown the week after it goes down where where will we have the results on our forum yeah someone else will post them on yeah we're gonna be bothered to do that (laughs) (laughs) oh dear go ahead Jeff. well when you said that adam cole probably has something bigger planned for him at the 12th anniversary show Mm -hmm. and when i said i'll get around to when chris hero will get his title shot for pinning adam cole fine it is all coming together now. When the main event of the 12th anniversary show, February 21st in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, will be Adam Cole defending the Ring of Honor world title against the knockout artist, Chris Hero. There we go. It's a quite a big main event, I will say that. I'm That's... not the biggest Chris Hero fan myself, but I know a lot of people are, so that will draw a lot of attention to Ring of Honor, so definitely a good thing. As long as he doesn't win the belt. We don't want no Batista on our hands here. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to see Chris Hero win the belt, but I think he'd be. He's perfect for a challenger like this. He's going to put on a fantastic match, and I'm looking forward to Cole taking on Styles because I'll definitely try and check that out. Absolutely, and I don't know. Like I do like Hero, and this should be a great match. But I'm like you said, I'm not the biggest fan of him either. Mm. And uh, Tommaso Ciampa will defend the TV title against Hanson, the 2014 top prospect tournament winner. I've never seen this Hanson before. Have you, John? I'm not sure if the person I saw was Hanson or Raymond Rowe when I watched TV a few weeks ago. Okay. I can't so, remember. I don't think either of us can really comment on this match, but if Ring of Honor are investing in him as the top prospect, then he must be good. 
he's the only one willing to sign a contract. One of the two. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> and for a first time ever in Ring of Honor match, the phenomenal AJ Styles takes on Jay Lethal. Wow. That would be that's, good. that's a pretty big match. Yeah, that is. That, is, that should be good. But that's not the only match the phenomenal AJ Styles will have that weekend. As the next day, at the TV tapings, also held in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, he will go one-on-one for the first time ever with Michael Elgin. Oh, yes. <laughs> that should be awesome. What? Wait, wait. Let's just swap those two rounds. Have that on the, on the anniversary show. That should be phenomenal. Pardon the pun, phenomenal. That will be fantastic. Well, I think I would rather see him versus Elgin. And getting to see that on TV means I get to see it for free, which I'm a fan of. They'll probably show the anniversary on TV anyway. They probably will. Yeah. But yeah, that is... Those are two huge uh, matches. Uh, yeah, the only one left now is like Cole. Yeah, I mean... And then, and then he can go back to TNA or whatever his plans are. I mean, other than Adam Cole, who else would there be for him to... Well, you know, he, he can put him against most of the guys and it'll be a fantastic match. Um, yeah. If I were to quickly... Look on the roster page while you stall for a second. Well, I'm trying to think of dream matches for him, and other than him versus Paul London in like a Ring of Honor 2002 throwback match, I can't think of any other dream matches. Him versus Steen? Him versus Steen could be good. Definitely, yeah. I mean, that's something that hopefully they'll be able to book that. I think Cold is the now priority of things they need to book. I think they should do that at Supercard of Honor. Even like Tommaso Ciampa could have a great match with him, I think. Yeah. Carl O'Reilly? Yeah, I think a lot of people on the roster could have really good matches with him because, you know, mm. he's AJ Styles. But I'm just talking about the big-time dream yeah. matches. I have to, have to, have to see this. I mean, how many more dates has AJ... He probably don't know this either, but how many more dates has he been announced for before he's gone again? I know he's been announced... I don't, actually, I'm not, I don't know this. I'm 95% sure that he's been announced for the Dayton show that's coming up in March, I believe. Right, okay. And you'd have to imagine he'd be at Supercard of Honor. Yeah. So maybe Cole at Supercard, and then I don't know who he'd face in, in Dayton. Matt Hardy? Oh, no, please don't do that. I probably saw that in TNA. <laughs> well, speaking of AJ Styles, there's some uh, concerning news coming out about him from Ring of for not from Ring of Honor, but from TNA. Um, PW Torch reports, and I quote, AJ Styles was recently threatened with a restraining order from TNA corporate offices for appearing on radio stations and speaking events talking about the situation in TNA. The claim that unless AJ could prove his claims with a burden of proof that anything negative he said could be viewed as slander and they would take the necessary legal action against him. A scheduled speaking event in the UK has been postponed until July. Is this all real? Like... Is it a work, or is he actually not in TNA and getting sued by him? I think he's not actually in TNA and getting sued by him, because this is... This would be a stupid work. Well, I heard Vince Russo's back, so... And I realize this is TNA. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just, in wrestling, we're used to so many things turning out to be a work, so we kind of just assume that it is, but... Maybe it's not. I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't think I don't follow TNA at all, so I don't really know the details of it. But well, it seems weird that suing him. That's a bit ridiculous. But it seems weird that if it is a work, they'll let him appear on other companies' television. <laughs> yeah, it's 
pretty dumb, doesn't it? All right, we don't want you here right now, but go help out the other companies who are trying to reach our level. <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that, that would have to be pretty dumb for it to be work. And once again, this is TNA we're talking about. <laughs> and that actually wraps up all the news for this week. That's That was quite a bit to get through, but there I'm we go. It. There we go. So now we're going to move on to the questions and topics that you sent in over the past four weeks. Um, there's several ways you can do this. You can tweet us at ROH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ROH world. And we also have a lovely forum at rohworld.com. And John is going to sing us the uh, intro music. It's actually the wrong music, but I'll go with it. So um, we're going to kick things off with Twitter. And obviously I've got about a month's worth of questions to go through today. So in the interest of time, I am going to filter them. Which is something we've never done before on the ROH cast, as far as I'm aware. We normally just read anything that's posted to us and, uh, and answer it. So I'll, I'll pick and choose, but maybe I'll answer them all if they're all good. Um, at Deck Casey on Twitter says, any truth to the rumours that Kevin Steen is going to try and make a serious play to get into the WWE this year? I think it's every wrestler's dream to get into the WWE, and I think every year, everything they do is a major push to try to get them to that level. And I think at this point in Steen's career, he's reaching the age of 30, which is kind of like a milestone birthday. Some make or break. Exactly, and I think that if he is going to make a huge effort, a huge... Uh, you know, conceded effort. Is that the right word, conceded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 now is time. If he wants to get into WWE, he's got to go 110% in it right now, or there is it's never going to happen. And I don't think you get into wrestling with the aim of Ring of Honor being your peak. So I'm assuming he'd like to try. And I, I, honestly, I don't know if it would work, but it's worth a shot. I wish I wish him all the best if, if he is trying to. Yeah, and it'll just make NXT even better. <laughs> exactly. Very true. Um, you'd have to tone down a lot of what he says, though. That's true. I think him more than anybody would have to change their style. No, or Jay, their... Jay Briscoe would have to change a lot. That's true, yeah. okay. Mark, Mark Briscoe could fit right in with that redneck kung fu. The merch they could make from that. Sort of him and Santino, they'd love it. Do you find it weird that Jay Briscoe is like the bigger star, like where he is now? But at the up, like at the next level, at like WWE, WWE level, it's pretty much like a no-brainer that Mark Briscoe would be like a perfect fit. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, our next question is is from at Alex Khalil. Apologize if I botched that. He says wants us to talk about the Forever Hooligans being booked for Supercard of Honor Eight, which we did touch on in the deleted podcast. John. Well, yeah, this is something we've been waiting forever to happen. Yeah, I, I apologize for that. But it was much funnier three weeks ago when <laughs> I initially made it. But yeah, they're good. They're fun to watch. All their matches kind of feel the same, though. I'm not as excited. I think that might be because they wrestled the wolves so many times. Yeah, I just don't think I'm as excited as I should be about this. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we need to know who they're going to face. Has that been announced yet? 
It has not. I don't think anything for the Supercard of Honor has been announced okay. yet. We'll have to sort of wait and see. Um, Shredder is alive on Twitter. Wants us to discuss the recently released Jim Cornette shoot, where he discusses all the time, all of his time in Ring of Honor, which I have watched and thoroughly enjoyed. It was like um, a timeline of of the the peak of ROH cast, where we talk about how crap everything was and why everything was going wrong, and we'd laugh at it, make up these serious, silly storylines. And then you hear the truth is even more sillier than what we could even imagine. <laughs> Pretty much Greg the Office Boy screwed everything up. According yeah. To that. yeah, it was. If you haven't checked out that shoot, I'd definitely recommend it. All the Ring of Honor stuff's quite entertaining. So, Yeah, as much as like I didn't enjoy Jim Cornette's time as a booker in Ring mm. of Honor. He had I, some smart I, ideas. He, he did have some smart ideas. It just didn't work out. He even, even admitted in the shoot that it wasn't his best booking yeah. But as much as I didn't enjoy his booking, I could still listen to him talk about anything for six hours <laughs> without getting bored. Um, Amac Parker on Twitter says, do you think the decade will be more successful than the Age of the Fall? Age of the Fall is obviously something that we still talk about to this day. Do you think in several years we'll still be talking about the decade? That's a good question. I'm not sure if the Age of the Fall was successful of a, or if it was just something so different and revolutionary at the time that made it memorable that made it so memorable mm. but i think in terms of wrestling success i know that age of the fall won several tag team titles and i expect the decade could probably do about the same so i'm not sure if they'll be more successful and i'm not sure if they'll be remembered as fondly but i think they'll still have a major impact on the coming year in the company yeah, I think it's a bit too early to tell with the, the decade to see where things are going to go because obviously they only um, spin what a month since they founded. Was that Final Battle? Yeah, it was so, Final Battle. They've yeah, only been on a handful of shows since. Yeah, so it's a bit early. Yeah, we need to see where it goes and kind of see what happens to see how they compare with the Age of the Fall and other the groups in Ring of Honor. Um, Ken smells good on Twitter. Says that Kevin Kelly mentioned in his podcast that Ring of Honor has some big plans that he can't talk about. Kevin Kelly has a podcast. I'm really worried now because we're gonna, we you know, there's the potential that RH Cast won't be weekly, and the fans will have no choice but to listen to Kevin Kelly. I feel how so sorry not, for him. How did we not know Kevin Kelly didn't have a podcast and listen to it every week and give <laughs> full in-depth reviews of it every single week? We just shit on it because we shit on anything that involves Kevin Kelly. I know. We need to start. Can we start doing the Kevin Kelly cast? <laughs> it's the podcast about Kevin Kelly's podcast. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, uh, at Dick Casey on Twitter, he says, any, he says, finally, as in there's finally a new podcast. Um, if you have any opinions on Raymond Rowe from the Top Prospects tournament. Um, no, but I do know that he appeared last year. It was right before the Death Before Dishonor IPA review mm-hmm. where they crowned the new champion. Yeah. Uh, the week, like the week or two before that, they did a tour through Alabama and Tennessee, I believe. Yeah, and he was on those shows, and he was said to be really impressive in those shows. Mm. So, and if he won the, no, he didn't even win the top prospect tournament, did he? No. It oh, was well, in the final. Well, that that still proves that they have some kind of confidence in his wrestling ability. Yeah, to get into the final. So I, I believe we'll be seeing more of him in the future. If he's as good as people said they were, as he as people said he was mm. during those shows, I don't see any reason for him not to be around more. 
Um, he also says, is this the end? A swan song cast. This one not, is actually not the swan song cast. There we go. Um, Shredder is Alive wants thoughts on the American... Well, we talked about that. We talked about them joining TNA. I do apologize. Um, he has another question, though. If we think that Jeff Jarrett's rumored federation will have any way impact on Ring of Honor, such as maybe talent leaving or direct competition, cross-promotion, what do you think, John? Is there any, has there been any more rumors to this? This is something I heard about many weeks ago, but I've not really yeah, it seemed like, since. Yeah, it seemed like right as the uh, new year started, we were hearing all these rumors about it, but I haven't heard anything about it in a couple weeks. So I'm not sure if I'm just out of the loop or if, I, or if there's really nothing going on. But, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it in a few weeks. But if it actually does happen, of course, it's going to have some kind of impact on Ring of Honor. I'm sure there'll be more of those exclusive contracts, and obviously that'll force less of a talent pool for Ring of Honor to pick from. So if it does happen, of course it'll have an impact. Absolutely, and it'll just further saturate the market for wrestling and give mm. wrestling fans another interest that might take away money from Ring of Honor. Um, Shredder is Alive has another question. It, do we think Ring of Honor will see, try to bring in CM Punk for an appearance or two if he refuses to return to the WWE? Um, I can see them trying. I can't see him coming. No, I, I doubt he cares enough to to do that, to be honest. I'd be very, very, very surprised if he shows up. And should we talk about the CM Punk situation now? Uh, I think we've got a question about it. A little bit later on, so we'll we'll get to it then, shall we? Okay. Or I could I could be completely wrong, and perhaps there isn't another question. Well, then if there isn't, we'll just talk about it later, anyways. Oh well, well then we've got to remember. Yes, there is a question about it because it was on Facebook, so we'll get to that later. Um, blah 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 blah. blah. Here we go. Um, with a- <laughs> sorry, with AJ Styles, Matt Hardy, and Jay Lethal having name value overseas. Should Ring of Honor do a tour and some TV tapings in the UK? If they have the money, <clears throat> I don't if see they, why if not. If they can afford it, yes. The only concern is that Ring of Honor is not on telly over here, on any channel. The only way to get it is online, so that obviously does impact um, the amount of people that would know about it, but as the guy now points out, the Styles, Hardy, Lethal, they're all known over here due to their times in TNA and WWE, so uh, yeah, I think it'd be great for them to do it, but it just comes down to money. Will Greg the office boy be able to afford a flight for everyone? So, yeah, it'd be great. I've been obviously I'm biased because I live in England, so Scotland now, but um, it'd be great for them to come over. But I just don't know if it's financially great for them. Yeah, if it makes financial sense, they better do it. But I can't see it making too much financial sense at this point. Um, so now we go to Twitter. There's one more from at ROH Pittsburgh fan who says, any thoughts on the New Japan Pro Wrestling deal rumors? Yeah, apparently Ring of Honor is trying to work up some kind of deal. I'm not sure if it's cross-promotional or just to bring in more New Japan wrestlers. Mm. And if that's the case, um, I'm all for it. Yeah, Absolutely. If, if they're talented wrestlers, might as well try to bring them in. Yeah. Um, we have... <laughs> oh, dear. We have some on Facebook now. Um, so I'll get to those now. We have someone called Des Delgadillo. 
Um, he says he loves the show. He listens every week. Well, best of luck trying to do that every week. He doesn't do one for four weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> James Mitchell says, come to West Virginia. Um, I'd, I'd rather not. Well, if John, if me and you ever end up in West Virginia, which I hope I never do. If we happen to be there at the exact same time, we promise James Mitchell we will we'll do a live podcast. We'll do a reunion show for just for you. Yes, just just for just for a business father, <laughs> we will we podcast in West Virginia. Um, Ken Smell says, "What what do you think of Scarlet's breasts?" Now I'm not going to answer that. I'm a fan. But I think that says I'm, it all. I'm a fan of everything Scarlet. Um, Ken has another question. What, if any, impact do you think the WWE Network will have on smaller wrestling companies? Ring of Honor ringside members already have access to a decent video library, but there's in a world of mobile devices, an app would be nice. This is something we talked about in depth in the Lost podcast. Can we just, for the Lost podcast, can we just add it to the end of this podcast? But the thing is, was it even recorded? So here we go, right, right. What's going to happen is I'm going to edit in the discussion we had on the WWE Network right now, and if instead I play some silly sounds, that means the recording doesn't exist. So there we go. Here's our thoughts on the WWE Network. Yeah, I mean... um... That's obviously a huge announcement that's happened since the last ROH cast is the WWE Network, a subscription service for, I think it's $10 a month, where there's a 24-7 running channel, essentially, the way you can access it from your phone or or your computer, and also a video-on-demand library that is absolutely massive because of how much they own in terms of archive footage. So how much is this compared to a ringside membership? How much is a year of ringside? Is it sixty dollars? A year of ringside? Uh, let me look it up. I know a a complete year's worth of WWE Network will be so, about one hundred and twenty dollars. One hundred and twenty, and that includes all of their pay per views. That includes every pay per view. Plus, and a year and a year of ringside is sixty dollars. So, when you compare those prices, ringside's a bit of a rip off, isn't it? Because you you get the TV. A few days after it's aired, you get some on demand, but you, that's it. Whereas if people pay an extra $5 a month, look at what they get. So I think the impact it'll have on Ring of Honor will be the ringside membership is now looking like a poor deal. Like, Why would you do that? And if Ring of Honor are trying to then focus on the video, video on demand platform saying, hey, you can buy this ring of honor show because they don't do like pay-per-views because they just botched them so many times let's say super card of honor or the anniversary show you can buy this for 15 dollars now it's going to be a hard sell when for 10 dollars you get a whole month of the WWE network which would include that month's pay-per-view and whatever and although there is a minimum six term on the network isn't there so maybe it won't affect the video on demand too much but i think it makes ringside membership looks like a lot of crap to be honest. Yeah, I was going to make all the points you just made. It just makes this more difficult for companies like Ring of Honor, smaller companies, yeah. to put their product out there for the same price they've been asking 
Well, I think it will affect the ringside membership a lot, but do you think it will hurt Vignor and Demand too much? That's what, that's the thing. It depends on how you have to pay for the WWE network. If you pay it all at once, if you pay the $60 up front all at no, once... No, it's, it's a monthly bill. Okay, then that might impact it because then you'll say, oh, I've spent $10 already on all this WWE stuff. Mm. Why would I pay 15 for two and a half hours of Ring of Honor? For one Ring of Honor show that you get to keep for a year. Exactly, because the... Because the selling point used to be you can buy three shows of ours for the price of one for WWE. Yeah. But now, now with this, this nine ninety nine a month, which to most people I don't think is, is that much. Because over here that's like £6 and that's what you might pay for it at lunch or something if you go out somewhere. So it's, it's not much at all. And if they're paying that already... They've got so much wrestling content to watch on their computer that they can not only watch on the computer, but they can watch it on the phone, the tablet, wherever they want. And I can only assume, obviously it's not launched yet, but I can only assume it'll be more reliable than Ring of Honor in terms of their streaming stuff. And yeah, the fact it, that and, and the fact that it's archived instantly. So as soon as Raw or whatever it is finishes, it's instantly on video on demand, where with Ring of Honor, you've got to wait, what, three days? So it, it kind of, I think Ring of Honor need to step the game a bit and try and maybe rethink or just scrap the ringside membership and try and think of another way to get, get people involved with their um, digital content. I agree. It's going to have to, it's going to be up to Ring of Honor beca- to become creative, to find new outlets to for revenue. Mm. I must say, I'm very concerned that with that WWE network, that the little free time I have in an evening after work will just be watching that. I'm not. I'm not going to watch anything other than the WWE Network. Ever the fact again. that it's always running, so you can always put it on and they'll be wrestling, or just watch any pay per view. Like, oh, I want to see that match. Like, like, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be wasting so much time just watching old matches. WCW 2000. Oh god. Oh dear. Yeah, that'll all be there, won't it? But this is not the uh, WCW cast, so we'll have to move on. Yeah, you smell that? Oh, but- the hell that hospital smell? And we're back. That was a really interesting discussion we just that, had. That was, that was very in-depth, and I do hope you all enjoyed that, and I do hope it did actually exist. Um, <laughs> so now we go to Dave on Facebook, who says, With Truth Martini appearing to drop the hoopla gimmick in a recent video, what would you like to see out of the House of Truth this year? Will we even see House of Truth, John? We've already seen the Embassy fade away. Yeah, I would like to see them return to the hoopla gimmick. Is what I'd like to see. That's just because you just you're like because you like Scarlet. That's why. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll see Truth Martini revert back to when he to the uh, same persona he had when he helped when he helped Roderick Strong reach the Ring of Honor World Title, which was still entertaining. The Life and, Intervention and, Expert. Yes, the Life Intervention Expert. And I guess he will go back to hitting people with the Book of Truth and being <laughs> a slightly more serious. Yeah. It's hard to say anything he ever done, has done is serious, but it won't be as over-the-top silly. No, he won't come out in boxes year. holding silver balls and rolling them around in his hand. But yeah, I, I, that's what I kind of see happening. Um, Jack on Facebook would like us to talk about the CM Punk situation. And he also said the Wolves going to TNA, which we have discussed earlier. So CM Punk, for those who didn't know, 
reportedly told Vincent Mann he was going home before uh, this past week's Monday Night Raw and then flew home to Chicago and is now being pulled from the advertising from all live events and appears to have, have left for the time being, sort of similar to the Stone Cold walkout, would you say? Yes, it's ex- exactly similar to the Stone Cold walkout. Mm. I'm surprised by the amount of support CM Punk has received from fans regarding this walkout. Well, it's because everyone is very angry about the Royal Rumble. Yes, but his walkout has nothing to do with the Royal Rumble. I read somewhere it was because he was pissed off the taste of one. I, from what I, everything I've read is he's pissed off that he won't be getting a uh, high-profile match because of all the rewrites that have had to happen. Because he says, because I've seen in, in an interview that he's not upset that Batista came back because he's going to be working a full-time schedule. Oh, and he's two-year thing, yeah. Yeah, and he's upset that, you know, he's generally upset about the people who come in part-time taking like away their spots. But that's not really happening this year, like at all, so far. Well, the Undertaker will be there, Brock Lesnar will be there. Batista is sort of part-time. He's not going to be wrestling on Raw, is he? Yes, but the thing is, he he is walking out not only, co- only on the company, but also on the fans. He needs to grow up and realize that he has the contract through July. He needs to honor that contract. And if he feels like he is not being pushed the way he deserves to be pushed, he needs to understand that he has been pushed as one of the top stars in the company in the past two years. Mm. He got to to work the major angle where he walked out on the company. He got to hold the title for 434 days. He He got to work with The Rock twice. Undertaker at WrestleMania. He got to work with the Undertaker at WrestleMania. He got to work with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, one of three or four wrestlers who got to work with Brock Lesnar. He's that, one that, of two ma- I just want to say that match was awesome. It was probably my favorite match of last year. He's one of two wrestlers to work with both The Rock and, the, and Brock Lesnar, the other one being John Cena. Mm. He was being pushed into a high-profile match against Triple H against WrestleMania. And presumably was beat, would beat Triple H. Exactly. He's being booked as one of the top stars. If that's not good enough for him, and he wants to take his ball and go home, I don't know what would be good enough for him. I, I, I was listening to some recent interviews with him, and it just sounded like he just didn't really care anymore. Like, he'd just... He'd realized that he can't really change the company like how he wants to, so he just sort of doesn't really care, and obviously something happened at either the what? Rumble or that Raw that just sort of made him think, well... Can't be asked anymore. I've got loads of money. I don't need to do this. I'm going home. See you later. Well, that's a horrible way of going about it. It seems like even when watching his DVD, everything was always about him, 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 and him. Mm. And now that it only confirms that he's only in it for himself instead of helping the greater good by taking mm. his ball and going home. It's just, I don't know. I just think this, if there is a wrong way to handle it, this is even worse than the wrong way. The only thing is we might now see Daniel Bryan face Triple H at Mania and probably lose by submission. So you've always got that to, <laughs> to look forward to now. Yeah, so at least it gives... Yeah, I guess that's true. It gives Daniel Bryan a higher profile. Well, we match, assume. But... We could always probably just put Big Show against Triple H or something. But this isn't <laughs> the WWE recast, so we'll continue with the Ring of Honor questions. But that's, um, I have to my chest because it's been bothering me all week. Ken Smell has another question about Scarlett. I think he's a married man. Does his wife know that he's talking about Scarlett and Silesia all the time? 
Uh, the answer would be no, she doesn't know. Um, do we see Scarlet or Silesia having a future in Ring of Honor now that the hoopla is gone? I hope so. Realistically, really... though, what could either of them do? No offense. They are both <laughs> attractive women. Their purpose was to be attractive women. It's not to wrestle, so I don't know if they can actually wrestle or not. What wrestler needs an attractive woman? What would fit the gimmick? Yeah. I don't know. Adam, Adam Cole would character would fit by having a, a woman with him. But he's got Matt Hardy now. I mean, he, he's ba- look at Matt Hardy. He's got long hair and breath. He's basically a woman. <laughs> he just, <laughs> Cole doesn't need Scarlet. He's got Matt Hardy. That's a statement I don't think anybody would ever think anybody would say. Who needs an attractive woman when you have Matt Hardy? <laughs> uh, that wraps up the questions on our, on our Facebook page. Um, we're now going to move on to our forum at rohworld.com. If I can find where the questions start, John, what do you think? I think you need to be more prepared when it comes to these questions. Maybe I do. Maybe I'll do. Maybe if I can find what the hell is going on. Okay, it appears that pages have merged into... Okay, here we go. <laughs> I think this is it. Put your booking caps on, Team America. Well, we've answered that, so we'll move... Okay. He wants to know where we think the world title will go this year, and he also mentioned what we think of the real world title, which we think we're just going to get destroyed at the... Uh, the match, whenever that show was, you said earlier. Um, he wants to know how long we think Cole will hold the belts, and if he drops it, who, who will he drop it to? I can't see him losing it to anybody other than Michael Elgin. But is it too late at this point? That's the problem. I think it might be too late. and uh, It might not be too late at this point, but we have to assume, well, we know that he's going to defend the belt in late February against Chris Hero. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a month away. Yeah, you've got to assume an AJ Styles one's coming. We've got to assume the AJ Styles one is coming at Supercard of Honor. That's f- about, f- what, over two and a half, three months away. Mm-hmm. Then the next logical choice would be at Border Wars, which would it would be in May. Yes. So we still, we're still about four, five months away from it happening. And by that point, who knows how sick people could be of the chase. That is a good point. Honestly, I don't know who could be the next world champion. It, it really depends. If AJ Styles is around for a while, I wouldn't be surprised if he got the title. Um, yeah, it depends on how many dates he's willing to work. And... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think Cole uh, Elgin, sorry, will be the guy to to beat him, and I think it will be at Border Wars because that's traditionally in, in Toronto, isn't it? So, is it in Toronto? Have they announced that? Um, I believe they have. I can go check the. Let's assume, anyway, Border Wars is what we're saying. <laughs> Let's just assume the show that we think is happening, but not sure is happening. Yeah, there'll be a show in Toronto called Border Wars at some point this year, so we'll just stay there. Yeah, it's Border Wars on May the 10th, so that's when I expect. And it's listed as an IP per-view. <laughs> Which don't exist anymore, Ring of Honor. Um, Actually, the 12th anniversary event is also being listed as an IP per-view. They've been doing that for ages. They're the Muppets they are on that website. Um, <laughs> Andy Diaz says, has Michael Bennett overstayed his welcome? I don't think so. I think he's just now really finding his perfect niche in the company. Yeah, 
I remember being quite impressed with some of the matches I saw towards the end of last year that Bennett was in. So I think he has improved a lot. I don't think this Michael Bennett character is really any different than Mike Bennett. He just dropped Brutal Bob, which is the only difference, really. But he he, he has put on some good matches. So, no, I don't think he's um, overstayed his welcome at all. Still should have won the TV title, though, that final battle. We would never let that one go. Never let that go. Whoever booked that to the area of it. When we're 80. <laughs> In our wheelchairs, on our deathbeds, our final words will be, they should have given him the TV title. Then beep! <laughs> uh, we have some questions from the NWO 1994, who, uh, who says, with the WWE Network coming, do we think Ring of Honor needs to change how it handles and distributes its content, video on demand or pricing? It needs to... I'm not sure if it needs to completely overhaul everything. It needs to try to figure out easier ways or quicker ways of getting the shows up. It needs to find ways to put it out better quality of production. Yeah. But I think, as of right now, the ringside membership needs to include every show in it that runs. Because it's, it's getting... It's half the price of the WWE Network. but it for, for an entire year, yes. Yeah, but it doesn't really get you the... The, the current shows. Yeah. Exactly, because like the WWE is, you're going to get the current shows along with all the, with, with the entire, pretty much history of the oh, WWE. Oh, of, of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And Ring of Honor, you're getting, when I had the ringside membership, you had select shows from the past, plus the TV early, but you still had to buy everything else. Mm. I think they're going to need to, need to include More the content. current. Yes, everything. Yeah. It needs to be something like Netflix where you pay per month for this Ring of Honor and it gets you access to it. You can get it needs to be accessible in more locations such as an app and on the site or I mean and maybe consoles is a bit of a stretch of Ring of Honor, but enable it on PS4 and PS3 have web browsers and I think Xbox does as well. So if you get it working on those, get it accessible in more places where people can just log in and there's just air. They don't have to worry about, oh I've I've got this show. Oh, oh, this is this is being shown on TV. I can wait for this. It's just there. They don't have to worry about it. They can just watch it. Like with this WWE Network, you pay you ten dollars a month, and then you switch it on. There's always wrestling on. Or you can just watch any show you want that you remember. Like oh, I remember that match. Just watch it. So yeah, I think they need to perhaps adapt and and try and stay competitive with what the WWE Network are offering. Um, he also says, do you think it would be a good idea for Ring of Honor to do five-minute style trailer videos for their video-on-demand shows like PWG? I'm not sure if five minutes. I think that's a bit excessive. And when I watch the PWG trailers, they pretty much give away a lot of the big spots. I think if they do 30 seconds to a minute, that would be perfect. I think, yeah, a minute and a half to two minutes. little condensed trailer that's on YouTube. It's not on like Ring of Honor where I have to log in to see it. Something on YouTube that I can just post to a friend. Or let's say, for example, now going forward, we're going to be less involved in Ring of Honor. If a fan that, that you know, someone we talk to is a big Ring of Honor fan, they can link us to this a minute, two minute video package that just sells us on the event with a button to go and buy it. Perfect. It, it's, it's, much, it's much easier to sell wrestling when you can show on someone some clips and trying to, trying to explain it. Because you can say so and so versus so and so is on the card, but some people might never have heard of. Cedric Alexander, for example. But you show them this minute and a half video package. Oh, wow, that looks awesome. I'll check that out. So I think, yeah, they definitely need to start having little promotional videos like that. 
Because I think anything to get the word out or get some kind of buzz around the show can only be positive. Yeah. Uh, Can you say this? Says, where do you see Kevin Steen in 2014? As he said, when his contract runs out in the summer, he's going to give WWE a try. But how do you think he'll be used in Ring of Honor before leaving? Well, if he's leaving, he'll probably be used to put people over. Yeah, if it is, if he has made this clear to Ring of Honor that when his contract does expire, he is going to try and go to other organizations. There's no point in them investing lots of time in trying to build him up as a top star. But he does have a lot of name value. He's extremely popular. So he does have a lot of worth in that time they have left with him. So it makes perfect sense to use him as, an, as a guy to enhance up-and-comers, give younger talents and big wins. People like Salish Young, people like that, who could gain a lot from defeating the likes of Kevin Steen. And then when he does leave, it makes perfect sense, not for him just to fade away, but for someone to take him out, and they can use that momentum going forward. Is I'm the man who got rid of Kevin Steen, and then even if if Steen's um, attempt at WWE doesn't work out and he comes back, he's instantly got a program to someone to go and beat up to get revenge. If he never comes back, that guy has that forever. So that's my opinion. That would be perfect. Maybe even the decade could do it. You're wanting to leave? We'll take you out. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we have some more questions. We've got someone called RHL John saying we weren't able to record today due to other commitments, but we'll be back next week with a new episode. Were we back next week with a new episode? No, you weren't. You weren't. You weren't. Uh, um, Felka Pat says, what ever happened to Mike Mondo? Is he still under contract? I don't believe so. I, uh, I haven't, haven't seen him in eight. Last time I saw him, he was the default core from the SmackDown games. Yeah, he was just a bald... Awkward man. And just playing black trunks. With like no, with missing like any of the personality he had. Yeah. It was very strange. He wasn't punching lockers. He wasn't saying boom. He wasn't raping women in the mouth. He wasn't doing anything that Mike Mondo's known for. And maybe that's why he was, wasn't was brought back. He was... <laughs> <laughs> um, Falcon Pat continues, in the next few years, do you think Ring of Honor will increase the number of multi-time world champions or will they stay with their current mode of only giving guys one run with the belt? So I believe when we answered this last week, I was saying that Eddie Edwards, or perhaps this was another time, I thought that Eddie Edwards could be the man that could get that second reign. But now yeah, that, agree, now that yeah. the both of the walls have gone, are there many former world champions around? There's Roderick Strong. Obviously there's Kevin Steen. Jay Briscoe. Could we see any of them get another reign? The only one I could see would be Roderick Strong, possibly. I don't know. I mean, he's been a floater for so long. He's floating around just aimlessly for a while. It depends on what kind of push they give the decade, too. That is true. If they want to make them a main event storyline, I mean, obviously there needs to be a face champion first for them to, to dethrone, but yeah, it really depends on, on how long guys stick around. For example, if Adam Cole, for some reason, never makes it out of Ring of Honor, he never progresses somewhere else, I could see him get another reign. But the thing is, most guys tend to progress forward in their career before they get a chance to have another reign. So unless TNA completely crumbles and then the walls have to come back or something, then I, I'm not sure. I mean, it does kind of make it more prestigious when you've got your one reign make it count, you know, this is the one shot you're going to have, you're not going to get the belt back in three months after you lose it and win it back, so it kind of does make it more important. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, Falca Pat continues. Would you play Spin the Bottle if the participants were Maria, okay. Scarlett, okay. and Kevin Kelly? <laughs> Is I... it worth the risk? So you've got a one in three odds of things going horribly wrong there. Yes, we also have two in three odds of things going amazingly right. That is a good point. And you have to think, also, Maria be playing Spin the Bottle, and Scarlet be playing Spin the Bottle, so that ups your chances. But But, but Kevin Kelly will be spinning. So when he takes a turn, it could land on you. When you take a turn, it could land on him. If we're assuming that everyone gets one turn, is that the rule here we're going with, though? Yeah, I think everybody gets one turn. Okay, so there is still a chance that Maria could land on you, or even Scarlet, which sounds good to me. But do you really want to just sit there can you imagine? Can you imagine this scenario? You spin Kevin Kelly. Maria spins Kevin Kelly. Scarlet spins Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly spins lands on you. Like <laughs> just, he just gets like all the action. So not only not only does he make out the Maria and Scarlet in front of you, you have to make make out of them twice. Like, <laughs> that'd be the what, worst possible situation. So that is what could happen. And then on the other end, there's the much better scenario. So it's it's whether it's worth the risk, John, of everyone taking that one turn. I think it would be worth the risk because you have to think. What you would never be in that. What if it's a what if it's a rigged bottle? What if he's cheating? <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that would do that. <laughs> but you have to think. Would how off? How many chances do you think you'd get to make out with Maria? No, uh, not very many. How many chances do you think you'd get to make out with Scarlet? Depends on what you pay Truth Martini. That's a good point. You, you have 20 <laughs> bucks to pay Truth Martini. <laughs> yeah. You won't get this opportunity too many times, so you might as well take it when you get the opportunity, no matter how awkward the odds are. But if it just lands on Kevin Kelly, you just... It's well, going to traumatize you forever, well, isn't it? Well, at least you tried your best. <laughs> and maybe they'll feel so bad for you that they'll give it to you anyways. I doubt it. You'll probably just get go on with your trousers down. That's true, yeah. Well, what if we had like, what if we changed the odds up some? Okay. Like, what, like, what if we said, like, like, would you play if it was like Maria, Mischief, and Todd Sinclair? <laughs> That's even worse. The odds are even worse. Or would you play? No, because you're <laughs> going to get Todd Sinclair. If it lands on Mischief, Elgin will destroy you. And Elgin's, the... cool. Elgin's cool with it. He don't care. Elgin's not playing, is he? No, no. He, he's just kind of awkwardly watching in the corner and filming it all. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Not. Those odds are even worse than the original question. All right. How about Maria Scarlet? How about Maria Silesia and Brutal Bob? Oh, Brutal Bob. He loves those sweet, delicate mouths, doesn't he? <laughs> he does love those. Oh, if you want to make it really weird, Maria... It's already weird. It's got bloody brutal pop in it. <laughs> Which will make it even weirder. Maria, Scarlet, and then Jay Briscoe. Oh, Just so when you let Jay Briscoe hear what he has to say. The beard. He, no, but the thing is, if you did land on Jay Briscoe, he wouldn't participate. He'd just... Oh, no, he'd shoot you. So you'd die. <laughs> well, I think out of all of those ideas, the... the best odds was the original question. Well, what if you did Maria, Scarlet, and Adam Cole? Would you be cool with that one? Yeah, that's alright. It's basically okay, yeah. it's all the same, isn't it? All the same level. Yeah, yeah. 
hope we uh, sufficiently answered that question. Okay. Why do we leave out? Why do we leave out Veda Scott in all this? She's married, isn't she? Veda Scott. Yeah, is she? She engaged. She's definitely one or the other. Oh, so so was uh, so was Maria. Yeah, they're engaged, but not married yet. So, you know, is Bennett cool with it if he, if he she was playing? I mean, obviously he is if he's still playing up all the CM Punk stuff. Yeah, okay, that's fun. Um, <laughs> would he make RH Cat references after it happened? Um, what kind of what kind of references could we make? I don't know. He could just be in the ring and go like toe toe. <laughs> <laughs> or if we kiss Maria. So, how's it feel to kiss a real man? <laughs> um, so, y- Yumyak, I was going to say brings us to more serious topics, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, Yumyak says, would you be willing to sell ROH World to QT Marshall? Ooh, this is really a question only you can answer. I mean, it's got to be worth it, the name value that he brings. He's known. He's an international superstar. He, he's, yep. he's the marketing that the, the, the he could get from the Cabbage Patch Kids to cross-promote with us. The amount of money it could make, it'd be fantastic. QTWorld.com That sounds like it's already some kind of horrible website. <laughs> uh, our friend from Poland, KL underscore, says, do you think that Hansen will be a big star in Ring of Honor? I think if he's being pushed like this, he has to be at least pretty good. And I've heard that he has a... I haven't seen it, but I heard he has a really like good look to him. like That like, kind of stands out from the rest of That's the company. Mm. So I think if handled correctly, he absolutely could be. And we now go to our final question on this episode. Episode 119, I think we're calling it, of the ROH cast. And it is from our favorite number one troll. The star of ROH cast 100. Sorry, Nana. Marcus has his troll questions. Over the years, I've gathered a number of items that he's willing to trade us for ROH World. So, John, I'm okay. going to run through these items and we can decide perhaps whether we want them, if they're good enough to trade for ROHworld.com. Charlie, right, yeah. Charlie Hoss's horn. Ooh, that 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 right there is worth it already. Adam Cole's fake teeth as used in hybrid fighting rules. <laughs> okay. Kevin Steen spit as swabbed from the face of Che Lethal's mom. <laughs> A very potent used can of ether. Patrick Edwards, a handy tool. Cut tool, right? Am I right? Pipe and drape. Just, that's some valuable stuff right there. But I honestly think he could just use the ether, knock us out, and take the website. Yeah, that's a good point, Mark. I thought you were doing it all wrong. You could, you know, you, you toot your own horn, and we'll get distracted, and then you just use the ether, and next thing you know, you've won the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. It's a, it's a flawless... You could toot your horn once again. <laughs> so there we go. That wraps up the questions, and I'm so glad that this episode ends with a Charlie Haas 2-2 Ether reference, because there's no other way for an episode of the ROH cast to end. And I, I just thought you were going to say, I'm so glad this episode ends. <laughs> so that does bring an end to episode 119 of the ROH cast. Um, I do hope you've enjoyed the show, and I do apologize for the lack of podcasts for the past four weeks. So uh, 
hopefully go stay tuned to the website and Twitter, Facebook, etc. for updates in terms of how frequent the show will be and what's going on with the site going forward. Um, in the meantime, we should send it any questions so we can get to them on the next show. You can tweet us at ROH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ROH world. And we also have the forum at ROH world.com. And there we go, John. Let's, let's hope and pray this has not been deleted like the last recording and this will all be fine. If not, this has been a this has been a gigantic waste of everybody's time. Once again, well, our time because no one else will hear it if it's been destroyed. So that's true. Hopefully, Stephen Stuff Pants Stephen is nowhere inside and has not destroyed this week's episode. So um, I do hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, thank you to the American Bearded Nightmare John for joining me. Thank you for having me. And we will see you all well some point soon. And I'm sure as hell not going to sit up here and toot our own horns. But toot toot, toot toot. Looks like Toot toot, toot You smell that? Toot toot, toot toot. Paul Turner, take a look at this. Toot toot, toot toot. We call them boys. Toot toot, toot toot. Toot toot, toot toot. Toot toot, toot toot. Oh, I say Ben Charlie Hoss from Ring of Honor for that.